Welcome back to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Russell Westbrook Gets a Chip and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. This is Season 1, Episode 3, and I appreciate you guys tuning back in. Remember, if you like the episode, you enjoy the content, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I would very much appreciate it. I'm always for constructive criticism. All right, so today we're going to dive into our pod full of questions from Wizard and Russell Westbrook fans. So we'll just hop right to it. The first thing I want to talk about is the situation surrounding one James Harden. This is not a Harden podcast. This is not a Rockets podcast. But it does kind of pertain to Russell Westbrook. So I understand everyone's curiosity. Um, I'm getting a lot of uh, comments and tweets on Twitter about this. And so I just thought I'd put it in the pod. Look, to rehash for Wizards fans, they may not know exactly what's going on outside of Russell Westbrook. used to play for Houston Rockets. Um, it was first reported first that Russell Westbrook wanted out of Houston. Now, I don't believe that that's how exactly it happened in, in real time, but that was the first to be reported to one out was, was Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook caught wind of James Harden and what he wanted to do as far as playing for Brooklyn. And I think James Harden um, waited a while to make his public, but Russell Westbrook went right away and said, hey, you know, I want out. Now, one of the things that was reported uh, by Adrian Wojnarowski, I believe, is that Russell Westbrook wanted out. And one of the reasons was for lack of accountability and culture. Now, Russell Westbrook was largely blamed by a lot of Rockets Twitter. Not all. There are some great Rockets Twitter accounts. I follow a lot of them. They're awesome. But there was a lot that they blamed Russell Westbrook pretty much exclusively, uh, for the most part, for the ending to the Houston Rockets season. Now, context. Russell Westbrook was died, or tested positive for COVID-19 right before the bubble. He also got a quad injury while in the bubble uh, during the seeding games. So this is the same quad injury that took Kawhi Leonard a year to recover from. He came back in a couple weeks. He was not healthy, and he had just had a respiratory illness. Westbrook fans, we will tell you, no, he didn't play great. But we will also tell you, he wasn't healthy. No Westbrook fan is going to lie to you and say, Russell Westbrook, okay, he didn't. We all knew he didn't look like himself. He wasn't elevating on his mid-range jump shot at all like he normally does. He wasn't going to the basket as aggressively or as much as he normally does because that quad was hurting him. He couldn't explode off of that quad. You lose your explosiveness uh, when you have an injury like that. So he was largely blamed for the ending to the season without the context of him being injured and having COVID-19. And they quickly forgot how great Russell Westbrook is from mid-December to about March during when the hiatus hit because of COVID-19. Russell Westbrook was in the MVP conversation January through March, and he really started playing well in mid-December, which I said when the season started, I said Russell Westbrook will play good in about six to eight weeks, and that's exactly what happened. So they forgot quickly how great he was for about three months, and they blamed him without pointing out that he was injured and had COVID-19. So when Russell Westbrook fans hear lack of accountability and culture, and James Harden reportedly is in Vegas partying with Lil Baby, it wasn't a big deal earlier in the week. Okay, fine. He didn't show up for the non-mandatory 
uh, workouts, that's fine. Veterans don't have to, but fair enough. He'll be here Friday for the individual workouts. He did not show up for the individual workouts Friday or Saturday. Okay, fine. He'll be here for the first team practice on Sunday. He did not show up for the team practice on Sunday either. Okay, fine. Due to COVID protocols, he'll be here and have an individual workout Sunday night. He did not make his Sunday evening workout as well. And then quoted and said, I'll be with the team soon. No one knows what that means. And then reportedly, he is still in Vegas. So when we hear lack of accountability in culture, and we look at how James Harden's acting, Westbrook fans are saying, so why don't you guys hold Harden to the same standard? See, this is the thing. As Westbrook fans, we're usually the hardest ones on Westbrook, especially me. I can promise me, I can promise you, you'll see me saying, Westbrook, don't fall asleep. Westbrook, watch that man. Westbrook, stop turning the damn ball over. You will hear me say that. I'm a realistic fan, and a lot of fans I follow that are Westbrook fans, they are too. We know our player has flaws. But you want to know what our player doesn't do? This. Westbrook showed up to practice three hours early. And Westbrook's usually the last to leave. So it's not an indictment on Harden. We're just saying, I mean, my gosh, check out your own star. It's not a good look. Look, and I don't want to sit here and, and crap on James Harden. James Harden is a lock hall of famer. He's first ballot as well. He's one of the greatest scorers you've ever seen. The man is bad. He can hoop. But lack of accountability and culture is what Russell Westbrook quoted weeks ago. And here we are now. Look, Rockets fans, I feel for you. My heart goes out to you. I mean, this sucks. It just absolutely, I just can't imagine the feelings that you are going through. I hope it works out whether that means he's there to stay or he gets traded. I think the best thing probably now is to move on from him. But if I am the Rockets organization now, there's no way I'm trading him to Brooklyn. Hell no. I'm trading you where I can get the best assets. I sure am. There's no way I would feel now that I owe him that. Now, there are better ways to handle this. I think he's doing it very unprofessionally. You can easily show up to work and sit out. It's the way he's going about doing it. We're not trying to get in Harden's private life. He can do what he wants in his spare time. Who cares? I am just saying that there are professional ways to do this better than what he is doing yet. Because I don't know what the players are going to say when he shows up to practice, whenever he does, whenever soon means. I mean, what is John Wall? Oh, my gosh, John Wall. I'm sorry, bro. Maybe he's in contact with him and he knows what's going on. But John Wall has to be like, man, what are you doing? I'm out here busting my ass. I've worked hard the last two years to get back. What are you doing? What is Ben McLemore going to think? What is P.J. Tucker going to think? What is Daniel House? Well, House can't say nothing. <laughs> now, what are all of these players going to think? It's a sucky situation. I, I really feel bad for Rockets fans. Um, I know Tim Fertitta doesn't make it any easier. Daryl Moy probably deserves some blame, too. But as far as just how he is treating the fan base of the Houston Rockets, I do feel for them. But nonetheless, let's get on with the pod. Okay, first question for the pod is, at Harden Facts, how do I feel about Denny? Denny seems like a very promising young talent. Um, I don't know how ready he is to be on a playoff team or contender. 
uh, he's only 19 years old, but he does have a couple of years experience at the professional level, although not the NBA level. But he's promising. Uh, I think he's like 6'7", 6'8". He can dribble. He can shoot. Um, and what's promising is it seems like he can cover some smaller guards out in space decently enough to where he's not a detriment. And that's definitely going a long way with how tall he is um, and at his age. The ceiling for him is very high. I mean, he's going to be great. You know, Dirk Nowitzki-like maybe. But I think he's a promising player. I'm just not sure how ready he is to be a contributor for a playoff team or contender. And when you pair Russell Westbrook with Bradley Beal, you're immediately, their expectations skyrocket. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't. You know, we haven't seen him at the NBA level. I usually don't like to talk about, you know, how I feel about players if I haven't watched an extensive amount of film on them. Denny, I've maybe watched 20 minutes. Um, you know, being new to the Wizards fan base as a Russell Westbrook fan, um, I've watched much more tape on some of the other players. Um, but I think he's promising. I think he has a high ceiling. I think he's going to get better. And I, I'm pretty excited to watch him. All right, our next question comes from at Ray underscore R137. Thank you for your question. I appreciate it. It's a good question. Thoughts on Rui being moved for a young defensive wing or center? Okay, so my thoughts on this is you have to be careful. Rui is a very talented young player. He's 6'8". He's long. He can put the ball on the floor. He can create his own shot. He can catch the lob. He can roll. He can run the break, which is great for Russell Westbrook. However, I do understand that he only shoots 28% from three. And I understand that you're trying to get a better defensive player around Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook. Look, I get it. That makes sense. I won't be irresponsible and talk about Bradley Bill's defense, but I will talk about Westbrook's defense. I am a fan of Russell Westbrook, but I know that my player that I stand has flaws. Russell Westbrook is a very good on-ball defender in space. If his player has the ball and he's in space, he's a great defender on the ball. In fact, in UCLA, he was known for his defense. That's why he got drafted. Now, when he's off ball is where it becomes an issue. And it's not because he's not paying attention and he just has low basketball IQ. He's just dumb, which is what you will hear. There is a bad side that you get every now and then that Russell Westbrook plays every game like it's his last, every quarter like it's his last, and every play like it's his last. He's always trying to make the big play. He's always trying to hit the home run. So sometimes he can be frustrating because he's gambling for that steal. And you will hear me. I will be the first one to tweet it. Russ, just stay on your man. Russ, just drop low. But I know he's going to gamble. He's going to cheat for steals. He does that. He's always, almost always in the top seven in steals. When he's off the ball. So I understand you saying, can we trade the young promising prospect? For a very good, intelligent 3 and D wing. Because someone like Robertson was perfect to have next to Westbrook. Why? Because when Westbrook gambled and cheated, 
Robinson was able to offset that with just his brilliance on defense, his IQ on defense. So when Russ gambled, Robinson was able to cover it up. So I 100% understand what you mean. Now, Robinson had the shooting woes, which hurt on offense, but I get what you're saying defensively. You want a defensive-minded wing who's a great help defender and great on ball because you're thinking about him being next to Westbrook and Beal. I know Westbrook has that problem, so I get what you're saying. It makes sense, but you have to be careful about who you're talking about. Um, let me know who you have in mind, and I'll be able to give you a more definitive answer because you don't want to trade someone like Rui who's averaging, I believe, 13.5 points a game, 6.1 rebounds, and almost two assists if the person you're getting isn't getting you closer to that championship. You get what I'm saying? So if he's not getting you closer to that championship, you just you keep Rui. But I understand what you're saying. I think it's a great question. I think it's a great thought because you do. You want to get better around the edges to increase, to, to raise your ceiling as a team. That was a great question. Thank you. Okay, our third question comes from at Cotton Shot Russ. I appreciate you, Brody. Long time follow. Where do you think the defense can get to league-wise with Russell Westbrook? Okay, so according to NBA stats, the Wizards... They had the sixth best offense last season. They scored 110.3 points per 100 possessions. They were elite offensively. Their issue was they were ranked 29th in defense. In comparison to the other top 10 offenses in the NBA, the Wizards have the worst net rating at negative 4.4. If the Wizards are any better than they were last season, they make the playoffs. But the question is, is how good do I think they can be? I think that I want the Washington Wizards to be dead smack in the middle of the pack, if I'm being re realistic. Be somewhere in that 12, 13 to 20 range. And I think they will wreak havoc in the East and make the playoffs and be a dangerous team that no one wants to play. Just adapt the tenacity and the no quit of Russell Westbrook work hard, and I think that they can get to that point. Ish Smith, uh, he, had a, he had a post out the other day. He was very well aware of his team's defensive inefficiencies as well as his own, and that's always the first step. So it looks like they're going to into this season saying we have got to get better on defense. Russell Westbrook's going to help that because the man is all hustle. Russell, the hustle. So I think that we can get to the middle of the pack, and if we get to the middle of the pack, Watch out. All right. The next question comes from Joey Netlin at Joey underscore Netlin four. I appreciate you, Brody. You've definitely been a long time follower. Talk to you all the time. So I appreciate the question. What do you think the floor and ceiling is of the Wizards this season? Also, what are your expectations for Bradley Bill? Okay. So first I'll talk about Bradley Bill. I expect for Bradley Bill to absolutely love being next to Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's going to get some easy ones, and I think he's very much going to enjoy that. Uh, and I think that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill, they match each other's tenacity and their approach to the game, which I think is going to help their relationship on and off the court. Um, and that don't mean that in any slight towards John Wall. I think that he's a great player as well, and I think both teams got great players in this trade. But I do think Bradley Beal 
will absolutely love being next to Russell Westbrook, and I think it's going to make him more efficient as a player, uh, which is going to make him happy as a player and be much, much better for the Washington Wizards and their organization. Now, the second question, what do you think the floor and ceiling is of the Wizards this season? I think the second that the Washington Wizards received Russell Westbrook in the trade, their ceiling is higher. Uh, it definitely raised at the second they acquired Russell Westbrook. They are both great people in John Wall and Russell Westbrook, but I do believe that Russell Westbrook is the better player. So your ceiling definitely went up. Your floor, I don't think it went down. I know some people think you know Russell Westbrook can be a turnover machine and things like that. Um, and there's validity to that, but Russell Westbrook is going to play. And I don't mean it as a slight at John Wall. Uh, John Wall, he has not played in the last two years, but really he's been injured for the last four seasons. Um, so I think the floor is raised simply because Russell Westbrook's going to play. I mean, we all saw him at least try to play through that quad injury that it took Kawhi Leonard a year to recover from. Uh, Russell Westbrook came back in a few weeks, a couple of weeks really, um, and also had uh, got diagnosed with COVID-19, test positive COVID-19. So I think your, your floor is a little bit higher because he is going to, he's, he's going to be able to play. Uh, he's pretty durable. And then I think your ceiling definitely is much higher because I do believe that Russell Westbrook is the better player. All right. Our next question comes from at Finding Nima 23. Appreciate the question, man. Which young Wizards player do you think will benefit the most with Russell Westbrook? TBJ, Bunga, Rui, or Denny? Look, I think that uh, Russell Westbrook helps any player that he plays with. But I will say that Denny being so very young um, and new to the NBA uh, as a whole, I think that he's going to benefit the most. You know, he's 19 years old. So I think just being around Russell Westbrook and seeing how he's three hours early for practice and an hour eight leaving, you know, he's the first one in, last one out. I think that he's going to benefit the most from just watching the work ethic and watching what it takes to be an MVP, to be a two-time scoring champion, to be to lead the league and assist multiple times, to be the four Western Conference Finals, to be to a Finals. That is who I think will benefit the most. He's so young, you know, his brain will be a sponge. He'll take it all in. And I think he'll learn a lot from Russell Westbrook. I mean, there's already a picture that's, that's uh, circling around on Twitter of Russell Westbrook sitting in a chair, and Denny seems very attentive um, on whatever that they are talking about. So I do think that he's going to benefit the most, but all of those young Wizard players are going to absolutely love him and learn a lot. That was a great question. Thanks, man. All right, our next question comes from at Matthew Vom four underscore. I said that and I butchered that incorrectly. I'm sorry about that. But his question is, he says he's a stand, but why doesn't he? I'm assuming he means Westbrook actually work a little on his jumper. I want to say this. I know that Russell Westbrook, he does it every year. He puts out a clip of him, you know, doing some crazy dunk 
Um, Russell Westbrook works on his jumper. Um, I promise you that he does. Those clips are 20 to 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Uh, Russell Westbrook is spending hours in the gym. He's working on his jumper. He's working on his three-point shot. People don't know, I'd say three, four years ago, Russell Westbrook had a big hitch in his shot still, you know, six, seven years into his career. Um, his jump shot is a lot smoother now. That hitch is no longer there. So he is working on it constantly, but he's changed his jump shot that he did for the first 25, 26 years of his life. And he's changed it over the last three or four years. He's working on it, but he'll be fine. Um, I know that he shot poorly in the bubble. People forget how great he was from the mid-range January through March. Uh, I do have a video out there on Twitter uh, just about how great he was with his mid-range jump shooting January through March. It really started in mid-December. Um, he works on it, man. I expect for him to shoot much better for the entirety of this season than he did for the entirety of last season. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Russell Westbrook is not as bad as jump shooter as he was in the bubble He's not that bad. So I think that he works on it and I think he'll be okay. All right, next question from Icy Matt One. Do I believe Russell Westbrook will win a championship before he retires? Man, Matt, I hope so, man. Russell Westbrook's basketball resume is only missing. A championship. Everything else is solidified and set in stone. He's the first ballot lock Hall of Famer. Period. The only thing that has eluded him is winning a championship. I think he can. He's got a few years left at an elite level, I believe. So I think that he can. But I think it's going to take him taking care of his body and keep pushing, which he does. And I think it's going to take the Washington Wizards because I think he'll remain there. Uh, to surround Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook with the talent it requires to win a championship. I think the team that they have is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's great. But I don't think it's a championship roster as it sits today. Uh, that's why questions like, you know, how do I feel about trading Rui for a defensive 3 and D wing? I would agree with that. But it depends on who it is. You don't want to trade a player who is very good and young if you're trading for a player that doesn't help you get closer to that championship you might as well keep Rui now Rui's not a bad player he's a great player now, if you're going to trade him you're going to trade for someone who's going to help you get to the next level this is a playoff team Russell Westbrook he's going to get you to the playoffs you add Bradley Beal they're going to get you to the playoffs they're going to score a lot of points they're going to be fun to watch they're going to work hard but you got to surround them with the pieces that they need and if the Washington Wizards do that I think that they have a chance now, could you imagine bringing a championship to D.C.? Rep the district. Man, that'd be so fun. But yes, I think that he can, but I think it's going to take a lot from him, his teammates, and definitely from the organization. Next question from at Chris Haint 1151 If I butchered that, I apologize, but a longtime follower. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the question. What do I think the Wizards' ceiling and floor is? Uh, I, I kind of went over this earlier, but he specifically asked what this is. I think their ceiling at this point is uh, 
making it to the second round of the playoffs, uh, pushing one of those top teams to, uh, you know, seven games. Maybe they sneak past that, but that's pretty much where I think they are as currently constructed. Um, I think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, they get you to the playoffs, and I think they can win a first round, especially if they're in that 4-5 seed somewhere in there. Um, but I think their floor is, you know, a first round exit. So that's where I think they are. Russell Westbrook's going to get you to the, to, the, to the playoffs. I mean, that that's just lock. Uh, with Bradley Beal, that's definitely a lock. They'll get you to the playoffs, I believe. And I think they can win a round. I just don't know if they get past the second round. Because you get past the second round, you're playing one of those top teams. Um, and although I think the starting five would be comparable... I'm not exactly sure how great the bench is going to hold up. Now, Scott Brooks shortens his rotations usually in the playoffs. Um, if, if he's still doing it like the OKC days, he's going to make it real short. But um, sometimes that can be a detriment. Your players get tired. And then you have to depend on those role players. So I think their ceiling is a late second round exit. And I think the floor is a first-round exit and nothing in between. Um, That's my thoughts. Great question. Thanks for the question. Next question from at it's big 92 MLBOA. Appreciate your question, man. Do you think, Russ, if he has an MVP season, could go to a contender team next season? I believe Russ thinks he's on a contending team now. Um, this team's going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. Um, and then you just try to make it better through trades this season or any offseason of next season. I think Russell Westbrook believes he is a part of he is a part of a contender. And I don't think Russell Westbrook is looking to move. I, you have to look at the videos. Russell Westbrook seems so incredibly happy and genuine where he is. I think that this is... Look, OKC will always be first, but I think he's found his second home. And I know it's early. Early on, we haven't played any games, but he just looks so happy. And I think he wants to build something in D.C. You know, the Washington Wizards have not had postseason success in so long. I applaud him for wanting to go and team up with Bradley Beal and just be great. And just make something for DC. Get them excited. The second they signed Russell, traded for Russell Westbrook, the expectations skyrocketed. And I think that's good for the Wizards fan base. And I think that the Wizards fan base has been amazing. And I have loved conversing and having conversations with them on social media. And I think this is good for everyone involved. I think it's great for the Wizards. I think it's great for Russell Westbrook, all of his teammates. It's great for the Wizards fans and the Westbrook fans. So I think he believes he is part of a contender, and I think he wants to help build that with Bradley Bill in D.C. All right, so to end the pod, um, I am going to do this week's random fact about Russell Westbrook, the West Wolf. Last week, I told you all that Russell Westbrook travels 21.6 miles an hour with the basketball in his hands. Uh, which is the fastest in the league. Um, today's stat I want to give is going to be about a speed as well. Um, Russell Westbrook 
can go baseline to baseline in 3.36 seconds. 3.3 he travels baseline to baseline in less than three and a half seconds. Him going 21.6 miles an hour and going baseline to baseline in 3.36 seconds means he drills a ball once every 16.2 feet. That is a random fact about the Russell Westbrook, the West Wolf, for this episode. I appreciate you guys so much for watching the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. Please, if you enjoyed the content, you enjoyed the pod, please subscribe and leave a review. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I always, always welcome constructive criticism. Thank you guys so much. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Russell Westbrook Gets a Chip and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much. Until next time, bye-bye.